2: In that case, I pronounce you lucky.
1: Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Premier League Daily from Sports Social. Welcome. This is Premier League Daily. I'm Jim Salverson. This is the only Premier League podcast that you can get every single day of the Premier League season. Ahead of the season... We're twice weekly... So you can get involved two times a week and on today's show we're going to be talking about Steve Bruce's reign at Newcastle which has started <laughs> with raining <it, laughs> rain <in> cash <laughs> see what I did Anyways. Spurs are rumoured to be looking ahead to a massive signing which understandably has completely caught all Tottenham fans off guard mm. and we're going to be looking at the sweet sweet transfer business of the Toffees their summer spending is continuing and we're going to assess their chances of a top four finish in the Premier League as well we're doing all that in the company of Narma Corn, hello Phil Hudson Hiya. and Steve McNaughton, hello, mate. who as a Liverpool fan will be thrilled that we're going to begin by chatting about Everton. Cool. Big time for Everton this season. Tonight, and we're recording on Thursday the 25th of July, they find out about the plans for their brand new stadium mm. that's going to be built in the near future, but it's the rebuilding of the team that seems to be getting most attention at the moment. The rumour that is going round the football media as we speak is Wilf Zahar, 80 million quid to Everton. From Crystal Palace, do we believe it's going to happen first off? It is just a rumour at the moment, but it seems to have some validity in it. And 80 million seems like a transfer valuation far more applicable than what Arsenal were offering. I it, think Everton might do that deal. They've
3: got They've got the money to do it. Where do Everton get the money from? Yeah, that's the question. I mean well,
0: that's that's a different that's going into football ownership, but the fact is they do have the money to do it. And yeah. will they do it, I guess, is the question Jim's asking. Um, to be honest, it makes n- little to no sense to me because the whole point of this Wilfred Zaha transfer saga was the classic, oh, he's got a family in London, he's settled in London, he doesn't want to leave when he went to Manchester United and came to the North West. He moved away from London and he didn't enjoy it, he didn't settle, settle, settle down very yeah. quickly. Why, why Everton then in that case? This is why the Arsenal transfer makes the most sense. If you're looking at a player's personal life and their personal terms and preferences, it makes most sense for Zaha to stay in London. That's what all the rumours and the rumblings have been about. So why now all of a sudden... He's a, more Ever-
1: ma- He's a more mature player than he was at Manchester United. What was he when he signed for United? 21? And he's circadian. now 26, something like that. That's a big five years yeah, in your life yeah. between 21 and 26. He's a, he's a good player, very good player. And at the end of the day, he's got aspirations above Crystal Palace. That's the issue, isn't it? It's nothing to do with family and where you're living. It's because he wants to win stuff. And yeah, but, Everton are positioning it, themselves
0: in that place. If Everton can stump up the cash to buy him, they'll get him. It's as simple as mm. that. Crystal Palace will not let him go unless they get the money that they feel that he's worth, which is £80 million to £100 million. Pounds. Now, if Arsenal don't want to pay out money, tough. For Arsenal, you're not going to get your player. Mm. You can't offer Crystal Palace 55 million and Carl Jenkinson and a another because it's not going to make up 80 million pounds worth of value. It might do if you talk about what they're if you break it down into individual value, maybe. But Crystal Palace don't need uh, Jenkinson and, and El Nenny or whoever you're offering them. Crystal Palace want to keep their best players. Mm. He's on 120 grand a week, five-year contract at Crystal Palace. He'd be foolish uh, if he was to stop playing next season and to try and force a move through. I don't think that's going to happen. I just think he will leave that football club, Crystal Palace, if someone comes in and pays the money. If they don't, he will play for Crystal Palace next season and it will go through to January and it will go through to next summer. I don't think it's as uh, cut and dry as, oh, if he doesn't get his move, he's going to throw his toys out the pram, throw a tantrum and sit on the bench. There's
2: a couple of points on this that are interesting one is we haven't really talked about if Everton, if it's actually a good deal for Everton because the squad's incredibly unbalanced with a sort of overload of guys who can play up front slash on the wing Yeah. Mm. Um, the other one is interesting that Niles sort raises 80 million quid a load of money but Palace can't buy a player for 80 million quid to replace him because an 80 million pound footballer with all due respect to Crystal Palace isn't going to go to Crystal Palace Palace could probably sign a 40 million pound player to replace him mm. but then you, you're at a risk of is that player going to be as good
1: to Address point two first Crystal Palace have seemingly already replaced him because they've bought Jordan Iou in the last 24 hours. Totally disagree. Let me let me go for the trans. Well, I think <laughs> no, chance <laughs> no, replacement. Replacement.
0: No. no chance is that a replacement for Zaha. i will say replacing no, no. Rafa that- Benitez with Steve Bruce. It's absolutely I mean, who would no chances that, and also no
1: one in this room would consider it. I don't think a replacement c- but I think the club might consider him a replacement I think I that's don't. a player they're buying hmm. to play up front guess the transfer fee if you don't know don't, if you know I don't have a guess but if you don't know guess the transfer fee Jordan Ayo Swansea to Everton Swansea to Crystal Palace sorry how much are they spent on him? 8 million 18 million 2.5 million wow which in this crazy world of transfer Swansea's fees Swansea just him off the wage bill don't they? Yeah, it's chump change, that, isn't it? Yeah. And it's 1.4% of Anthony Greensburn's mm. transfer fee as well, which kind of puts it in some perspective. Yeah. But for the other point, for the idea that do Everton need Zahar, you made a great point. How does he fit into that system? Well, they've got Walcott. They've
2: and Off the top of my head, they've got Walcott. They've got the young lad who plays sometimes on the wing, but the, um, whose yeah. name escapes me. They've just sold Luckman. They've just sold, they've just sold Luckman and they've sold Vlasic, but they've still got coming back off loan Morales, Balassi, um, they've got they've got a lot of players who play in that position. None, they don't start for Everton either. Them um, two though,
1: Richarlison and Sigursen, Richarlison as well, who kind Sigurdsson, of play in those roles.
2: They've got they've got guys that they're just massively overloaded with like attacking midfielders, generally.
0: And I saw a report a couple of days ago suggesting that Everton are leading the charge to sign Moise Kean from Juventus. The, uh, the young Italian player who's sort of made waves which and his play for the, sense, the, the the Italian national team. I think he scored six or seven goals last season. Yeah. But he's a big sort of powerful youngster. I think he was subjected to some racial abuse actually in the Italian league, which may be uh, a, a reason for him to want to leave uh, the, just, the Serie A. But to be honest... Everton have been linked with some real big names Mm, and and, mm. and you think about 22 million quid for Andre Gomez and then Aston Villa are buying Tyrone Mings for 20 million. Mm. You think that's a bargain. I just think
2: Everton's window and the success of it will be dictated as much by who they can ship out as to who they can bring in. They're they're so sort of top not top heavy but mediocrity heavy because they're a club that's in transition because suddenly they're the nouveau riche and they've got and they've got like so loads... The new castle of Newcastle of fans. Well, yeah. Oh, <laughs> we're, we're bottom heavy. But they're the new Mauritius and they've got loads and loads of money to spend now. So guys who they were previously bringing in at that price point are no longer of any value to them. And they've got to ship those guys out and they're on decent money, by mm-hmm. and large. And that's going to be the issue for them.
0: You're talking about players like Jenk Tosun who came in and hasn't really hit yeah. the ground running. Yeah, exactly. For,
1: how, for how, how long have we talked about Everton needing an out-and-out out striker? That's the thing. It's like an 80 million quid would buy you a quality out-and-out out striker. All day, all day. And as you say, they they create chances. They've got all these players mm. that play in those kind of attacking wing positions. If you've got mm. a player that's just a big lump to get up front and bang the goals in, that's the perfect is it, is it solution a question, for Everton. Is like, a question.
2: Yeah. Are they better off paying 80 million for Sahar or £60 million for
0: Lukaku? Well, I'd go for Lukaku, I think. Yeah, I think so, I
3: think
2: yeah. But I don't think deal. that's a deal. That well, well, they I haven't think.
0: replaced him since he left, have no. they, Lukaku? And that's the thing. And I think you've got a good point there, Phil, because you say, you know, it's very forward, heavy Everton squad. Kurt Zouma was kind of the sort of bedrock of their defence last season when he when he was fit, him and Michael Keane. But they've lost him because he's gone back to Chelsea. Um, uh, it was a loan deal last season. So surely it was a loan sh- deal that had a
3: chunky price to
0: it, though. And, and it, and surely, it
3: was £7 quid to loan him last season. Mm.
0: Surely they should be looking at how they can strengthen at the back. Mm. They've done really well in midfield and like like you say, maybe it's not quite so balanced. Maybe they need to start looking at where they can bring in at centre-half. I think, think, think Delph's a capture same. for them.
2: I think Delph's a really oh, yeah. sharp bit of business. Yeah. But realistically, they've bought Delft because I think they'll get rid of Idris el because apparently he's going to go to PSG. 28 game. million, it's been agreed so, apparently. like for like, and you bank 20 million quid, I think, that's a really smart bit of business. Yeah. And he's versatile, Delph as well. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's. I think I it's think a, he's a quality player. I think it's yeah,
0: a yeah, great signing. And he's
3: a
2: leader, for Delph as price, well. That price,
0: that is a bargain. Yeah. £8.5 million pounds for someone who's just won back to back Premier Leagues, bags of experience, still gets in the England squad. Yeah. £8.5 million. And he's English, which always inflates the price. Yeah. So yeah. to be 8.5 is a bargain. Is he even
1: that old, Fabian Delph? 29. 29, 29. still got four years. Easy. You Next and year. I had this conversation yesterday, Niall, in the office about whether Delft was a good deal and I compared him to Pedro Obiang who's just left West Ham so for the there. same transfer fee mm. as Fabian Delft and mm. it's night and day those two players Yeah, definitely. Fabian Delft is infinitely better yeah. player and as you say he's just won the Premier League he's just won a treble yeah he's an England player and he mm. will get back in that England squad it's a great bit of business yeah I think yeah, so yeah. I it's, agree the, I totally
3: agree The true but like I said my original point is that when you look at what Everton have spent in the last two summers it's a, it's a questionable one where they're getting this money from mm. really I mean 182 million last summer and Ninety million the summer before a new like stadium, new stadium on the way, but the council are helping them out big Is time.
1: Is this Liverpool down. fans suggesting that there should be an FFP investigation <laughs> <laughs> to Everton? <laughs> uh, you know,
3: but it's uh, yeah, I just don't know how it stacks up. Well, but like say, I think there's, you know,
2: a, there's a valid point there, isn't
3: there? I mean, if you you
2: see the football, the Sunday Times Rich List for football clubs and you know the Deloitte Rich List for football clubs and things mm-hmm. like that, they, they they turn over the same as Newcastle. So how can they spend the and, and we're talking serious money yeah. and. Newcastle saying, "Well, we can't afford. We we'd fall foul of FFP
3: if we spent anywhere near that kind of money," and the finances are mm. basically the same. Mm. It's also when you look at the commercial side of Everton as well. They've got a thirty-nine thousand capacity stadium, which they don't fill every single week. I think the highest season ticket's about five hundred and sixty quid, but they've done a renewed with Umbro for six million a season. So there's not massive amounts no. of money going into that club, and it's to be pulling these hundred million winders out, you know. But, consistently and I, you know, I think mm,
2: it's probably to look, look into that if you look at their business generally how, how many players have they bought in the last five years who they've sold on for profit
1: I was just trying to do that I math ca- in I my head think of any I can only now. put Lukaku as the only player that instantly yeah. springs to mind maybe well, ge- was-
3: maybe gay, if it only goes to PSG
0: well I've got a list here since Farhad Mashiri took over at Everton as the owner obviously Ronald Koeman was manager to replace uh, Martinez Insane. well if you look here look at some of the players uh, Stecklenburg Idrissa gay uh, Ashley Williams, what's happened to him? Well, Yannick Balassi, uh, yeah. Calvert Lewin, of course, came through. Val- Enna Valencia, Adamola Lookman, who's of course just gone to so RB spent Leipzig. A lot of money on Morgan average players. That's, that's 2016 17. Moving to 17 18, Davy Clarsen, um, Jordan Pickford, Michael Keane, Sandro Ramirez, never heard of that guy. Wayne Rooney, of course, they brought him back in from United. Kuko Martina, Gilfied Sigurdsson, Nikola Vlasic, who's also gone, but again, he's left the club. Jenk Tosen, Theo Walcott injured all the time Richarlison's come in now that was a good signing for them you got to say Luca Dean as well uh, Bernard Yeri Mina I mean this list is is long Andre Gomez Kurt Zouma and now there's there's Delph and and whoever else they want to bring in so they've really gone for it in the last three seasons in terms of spending money so I guess the question is how is that sustainable it must be surely Hmm. well I don't know like when you've got
3: the ambitions to build a new ground as well, which isn't going to mm. it's going to cost quite a lot of money. And yes, the council are heavily involved in it, and there's going to be some funding in that respect. but well, it's of still jobs created as well, I think,
0: isn't it? Yeah, same, yeah, but
3: it's just we think hmm,
2: building yeah. a ground in a brownfield site in Liverpool isn't like you know building Tottenham Hotspur's new stadium in the middle of London or anything no, like that yeah. in terms of costs but it's still going to be it's
3: still going to be chunky you yeah, know? yeah that's <laughs> Jesus, we're, not, <laughs> we're not going to do it for like, frigging 50 not, quid it's not 2 billion <laughs> it's yeah. 1.5 billion yeah They're it's right it. 1.5 billion yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's a 60,000 seat on the
1: docks in Liverpool <laughs> yeah. and like, you know, but we've got it for 120 quid <laughs> where are Everton going to finish next season then? sixth with sixth eighth last season which I think will be disappointing for the club and they have strengthened well with the players they've brought in so far Gomez is a good player yeah. I've got but no idea. They haven't strengthened.
2: They had him last year.
1: Well, yeah. <laughs> I suppose so. He was on loan? So, wasn't so, he? To bring Gomez in, they've just, they've just stood
2: still. I, th- I think they'll finish sixth, seventh, eighth. The, the Everton position.
0: Same. They, always, they always have a difficult patch, don't they? They yeah. have a turbulent period yeah. of, of a month or maybe a month and a half where they just cannot buy a win. It's a massive and season for Silver as well. Yeah. But I think he, he's a good manager. I rate him. He just had a downturn, didn't he? And they? I
3: think second season but in the club, I think he'll be older, wiser. Well...
2: Old you know, I, I like him as well. I agree with you, but he does, he does. His track record is he doesn't stop anywhere very long, and he falls out with everyone. Well, this is the
0: point. I think sacked by Hull or left Hull, left Watford, and now he's at Everton. And and really, how he much pro- went how year. much progression has been made uh, in a managerial sense? By uh, I think you can exonerate from that a
2: little bit, though, because the expectations, like we've sort of already touched on, the expectations that are there for the for that playing squad now. He's got to get out so much dead wood. Mm-hmm. and that isn't going to be an instant thing it, you know Man United are finding that now mm-hmm. when you want to ship players out it's actually quite difficult and, and especially so I think when you're paying 500 kind, grand a week yeah I think he can be kind of excused it a little bit because he's been foisted with a lot of Allardyce signings, ins with a load of Cumin sign-ins and before that that he doesn't want so he's got to reshape the side in his own mm-hmm. image a little bit to mm-hmm. get them to play the way he wants yeah. But there's no doubt it's a big season for him.
1: And the more yeah. you spend, the shorter that window of being and able to make totally. an impact. Becomes. And in that yeah.
2: sort of Europa League mini league, mini league now, that's that's become a little bit more congested because Leicester have made some strides forward. I don't, there's any doubt about that. Yeah, you know Wolves are going to be there or thereabouts again. Mm. So so there's some good sides hovering under what the traditional big six that are going to make life a little bit more difficult for Everton in, in, in that area. Mm. I still think they've got enough there to to get more out of it, but. The key signing is a hard. When you need to buy a striker, it's bonkers.
1: Yeah. Mm. Silly money now as well. Yeah, it is, yeah. But I, th- I've got, I think they'll do alright. We're going to talk about a £40 million striker next. Coming into Newcastle, their new record signing. We'll get to that very shortly on Premier League Daily after this. Premier League
2: Daily from Sports Social. Subscribe to the podcast now and never miss an episode. Premier League Daily from Sports Social.
1: Welcome back to Premier League Daily. I'm Jim, that's Niall, that's Steve, that's Phil and we're going to talk about Newcastle United because Steve Bruce has started his Newcastle United reign by breaking the club's transfer record <laughs> which has caused the fair which few Which he magpies knew nothing about <laughs> to take uh, stock of maybe how his, he'll be received at Newcastle United. Phil, has it changed your view at all? Because 40 million quid, he's been backed. You can't argue he's been backed. Well, you possibly... <laughs> Can't argue. I mean, this deal's
2: they, they talked about doing this deal in January. So they, yeah. this lad's been in the pipeline with the scouting team for a while. Um, and they obviously like it. Benitez apparently thought it was a lot of money to spend. Um, the economics of the deal actually makes sense to me. Uh, if you compare it to say signing Rondon, which is what the fans would have wanted, which is what I would have wanted. What so Rafa wouldn't have wanted it yeah, as well. Well Rondon cost 16 million, but wanted 120 grand a week. Right. So over three years, that deal costs you roughly 35 million. Hmm. This lad costs you 35 million, 40 million on 60 grand a week over three years. So, so the difference is around 15 million in terms of outlays. So if at the end of the deal, and this lad's only 22, if he's worth 15 million quid plus, economically it's a better deal
0: for yeah. the club. And it fits, it fits Newcastle's profile of signing new players as well, of being a certain age, so that if he does kick on and score 15, 20 goals, you can sell him for a profit, yeah, which they, is they, the My Cash rec- it?
2: So it's, it's a great deal. St James's Holdings who are the business who own Newcastle United Football <laughs> Club whether it's a good deal for Newcastle United it'll depend if he's any good it fits and,
1: United, it fits Newcastle's profile of signing slightly risky South Americans does not it? yeah yeah I mean yeah. he stats aren't that impressive he sta-
2: well. 11 goals for Hoffenheim last year and 35 starts I don't think it's terrible he got 9 assists um, as well what I've seen of him and it is limited to YouTube to be honest is that he's big and he's Tall and he's strong and he's direct and he looks quick. Yeah, mm. and then and you think, well, you, you've got something to work with there. Mm. And he, he seems like he's got
3: a couple of good feet. But almost who, as who many knows? yellow cards as goals last season, though.
2: I don't mind that. <laughs> so Five
0: yellow cards. I think he's only been sent off once seven. in his career. Was it yeah. seven? Was it? Yeah, and, yeah. and and that was for kicking out at someone. But everyone yeah. has a moment of madness. Yeah. I think in terms of profiling, I think he is obviously mm. a, a suitor to replace mm. uh, Solomon Rondon. Six foot one, as you say, Phil. I think just under 13 stone or 12, 12 and a half stone or something. So he's a, he's a big lad. He's a he's, a he's a big lad and he'll throw himself but, about a yeah. bit. And, also, and he'll need to in the Premier League because it is different to the Bundesliga. When we're talking
2: about significant investment, let's not forget this is just the Perez money. Yeah, that's we, true. We got 30 million quid for Jose Perez. So when people are talking about oh, it's a major step forward, it's not. It's, it's a replacement for Rondon, potentially, which means we still haven't replaced Perez. Which, and we still haven't replaced Diarmi, and we still haven't replaced Kennedy, who was on loan with us last year. And the guys who've come back on loan are the ones who aren't really good enough to do that. Mm-hmm. Now, it's it's a positive move. I'm not I'm not trying to say that it's not a positive move. And they've they've obviously wanted him a while, and they've got him, and they've put him on a six year deal, and they've given him the number nine shirt. So they they're back at him. Mm-hmm. They're they're obviously really happy with the business that they've done there. But if for it to be a good window for Newcastle United, they still need to replace Perez. They still need to. Re- Bring in a central midfielder to replace the army. They still need to bring in another winger.
1: Well, there's this rumoured rumored figure of, of 90 million quid that Bruce has I say Bruce has to spend. I say that in big, adverted commas. Someone has to spend. That's 40 million gone. I mean, if you believe 90 million, that's also, 50 million that left to a Also, includes
2: Premier League levies, which I think are 4% of transfer fees. It includes agent fees. It, it's not just 90 million to spend. Mm. Um, it has to include all those factors in the deal. Um, I, I, th- I think they'll sell someone else. I suspect they'll probably sell Isaac Hayden.
0: I think um, he he wants it. He wants he's, he's to made, move back been to London. He's very open that he? he wants away.
2: Yeah. And again, like similar to Perez, they'd probably never get more money for him than they'll get right now because he had quite a strong end of the season. English midfielder, young. Mm. You're looking at 15 to 20 million for and him.
0: You've said before as well. You'd you'd have probably happily let Sean Longstaff go for 30 odd million, considering he's reasonably. Unproven yeah, I wouldn't say i be happy level.
2: about it. If you saw Longstaff, you couldn't sell Hayden, and then you'd have a disgruntled player on your hands. Um, but. And I think the, the the politics around selling long staff would be would be very difficult to justify. I mean, Bruce has been quoted literally saying, we don't want to sell our best young players, that's for sure. Right. So that won't happen. I'm very confident that he'll stay. I remember Alan Pardew saying that we definitely wouldn't sell Andy Carroll once as well. Um, so how, who knows how that will transpire. The winger that they're meant to be interested in is the lad from Nice, Allen Saint-Maximum, who is rapid, like <laughs> rapid, quick. So if you had him, Julian and Almiron, you'd have a very, mm. very pacy front front three. The thing about Sam Maximum is he's apparently a bit of a questionable attitude and that's why I need to want to offload him. But you could get him for £20 million. And, I, and I've, I'm, I'm nervous about his end product.
1: I'm getting the sense here, Phil, that this £40 million record signing that obviously is being celebrated throughout Newcastle, as we speak, <laughs> isn't really papering over the cracks at the moment.
2: Not yet. I, I, as I say, it's a positive thing. It's, it's good that they've done it. They've, they've recognised the need to bring in a striker. And they've they've spent what let's be frank for Newcastle that's a shed load of yeah. money. They've never ever spent more than sort of twenty million on a player mm. before. So they've significantly <sighs> increased the club's record by, mm. which means that they're now at a point where they're probably competing with other clubs of their financial stature. Um, that being said, there's still an awful lot to do to to get just to maintain the level that we were at last yeah. year. We talked about Gomez being at the, the club already at Everton last year, and so signing him isn't an improvement. It's just a, a maintaining. We've got to bring in three or four just to maintain it, I think. Mm. And I'm not certain whether we'll do that. I, hopefully we can, We can though. Bruce has made a lot of positive noises and he's come across very well in his early press conferences. But that's, to be honest, the least that
1: I can expect. Coming out saying he's not a yes man for Mike Ashley because Mike Ashley told him to say that. Yeah, I
2: think, <laughs> I think that's going to be a very difficult one for him to justify. Because yeah. McLaren said, I mean, Pardew got a written warning once when he was manager, apparently, for, uh, for talking about transfer business and press conferences and sort of putting pressure on the club to bring in players. Wow. So I, I think Bruce might get a bit of a rude awakening there. Mm. That being said, you know, if we can bring in the players that we need to bring in, all of a sudden you start to think, well, we can look slightly higher than 17th in terms of expectation and maybe look at 12th.
3: Mm. Oh, it's not going to happen that.
0: One player you have signed. You,
2: you know, yeah, you're not saying fin- we have to bring Still in more you say. say
0: You're not going to finish 12th just because you signed Joe yeah. Linton. I, don't, yeah, I, think yeah, I, think uh, I think that's fantasism. I think that in a relegation battle,
2: <laughs> we need to sign more players. Yeah. I've said if we can bring in another three or four, then we can start to look at that. Mm. That would that would be then a, a maintenance, possible slight improvement on
3: where we were last year.
0: Uh, no, I don't
2: that's know. very I'm optimistic I'm that. I think you're in a relegation battle. I think we
3: are right now. I think I
2: do think that the players that they've got don't get enough credit. There's some good football players at that club. The, yeah, the, Dubravka's a top goalie. Mm-hmm.
3: Well, he's not a top goalie. He's a decent goalie. He's not a top goalie. All right,
2: look, we know about your Alisson fan thing. because <laughs> That's because Alisson's probably one of the top for, three goalkeepers Dubrav- in the world. Dubravka's easily in the top six or seven goalkeepers in the Premier League. Then you've got centre-halves. I don't think we've ever had a better collection of centre-halves at the football club. So Shaw, Lascelles, Lejeune's a proper player and then Clark, Dummett. We've got five genuinely decent centre-halves. We've got Richie, who is an absolute workhorse, mm. we've still got mm. players like Longstaff, Shelby, uh, Hayden, who are all decent Premier League, and Key, the Korean lad, who's very, very, I very rate, decent. I rate Key, yeah. yeah. Yeah, we've got Almiron, who, I'm, I'm going to be honest, I think i will have a really, really big season this year, I think yeah. it's quality. He was unlucky last season, bad injury. Uh,
1: yeah, when he was flying. Yeah, well, so well, Flying, 10 games, no goals, all You assist. do have to look at the manager to a certain extent, Phil, and your achievements last season have to be tempered by the fact that that was weird. I'm choosing to be optimistic. Best- I'm not going to lie about <laughs> it. <I'm just, trying, laughs> what I'm it trying actually, to do... Achievements! Achievement. What I'm trying to do is...
2: What I'm trying to sort of do... I'm not saying that that's all realistic. I'm just saying that there are some positives yeah. and that the current group of players don't necessarily get the credit that they possibly should for their achievements in the last two years. I mean, Fabian, Fabian Shaw... If I was Arsenal, I'd buy Fabian Shaw. I think he's absolutely quality. He's good enough as a footballer to play out from the back in the way that they want and he wins every header going. Jamal LaSalle would head a skip... <laughs> if it was catapulted towards him they've got they've got good players and a lot of that's down to his organization and Benitez's his coaching there's no doubt about mm-hmm. that but they are decent footballers they've been labeled a championship squad for the last however long and i think they are a little bit better than that and mm-hmm. i think that they've I agree. proven that over the last couple of years and as i say additions like Almiron, like joe linton they are they are better than championship players there's no doubt mm-hmm. about that i agree i, think I just gonna... think
0: if, if that's the case why are you struggling to stay up every season
2: well we we finished 10th and 13th in the last two years
0: it's always, tenth it's, it's always the game before last minute. Yeah. That's top half. It's always a yeah. scrap, though. Yeah, it is. An, I know what you mean. It's that, that, always that, a those scrap. Those kind
1: of between. 12th and 17th. Everyone go down. Exactly, there's a couple of points. Yeah. So you could see that as a relegation scrap, even if you are finishing. In like I position. said the other day on the podcast,
3: that I, I'm really concerned about Newcastle this season. I think they're going to get majorly sucked into it. Uh, uh, and I think the lad that you've just signed, which is a positive <laughs> sign, you know, I think he's going to have to fight for every single scrap gets, on the pitch. If he gets 12 goals, I think he's hit. done exceptionally well. Yeah. yeah. And you need to replace his 12. Exceptionally well. Yeah. His 12 that's better, be that's pep- better than he's ever done before. 12. Basically what he does. In, in a tougher league but His, his well, twelve goals. Well, seven players, goals so he... in the Bundesliga last season, one goal in the Champions League. So he's playing the Champions League. So <laughs>
0: <But> he <laughs> scored eight <laughs> goals. He scored eight goals. But he's 22. He gonna, <laughs> that But That doesn't matter <laughs> yeah.
1: He is also a player that is not all about goal scoring. He's <laughs> yeah. he's a whole he's, he's got a really sick. good hold up characteristics. Yeah, he's really
0: it. good so defending from corners as well, so he does have other assets to his game. To give him credit, Joel Linton does have other assets to his game. He loves a tackle. He will he will be put those tackles in, maybe just around the halfway line, you know, when maybe something's coming from a goal kick or whatever. He'll, yeah, he will yeah. get up yeah. and try he'll and head the ball, no doubt we can, about yeah. that. So he's got his, uh, his strengths,
1: that's for sure. We can carry on bickering about Newcastle's that's relegation chances. It's, it's not a <laughs> it's, it's, it's reality. I'm going to draw an end to it for yeah. now, because we're going to move on. But before I do, Phil, you can't answer this, but I want to get Steve and Niall's opinion. So this is Newcastle's new record signing, okay. obviously. Can you name their three previous record signings? Uh, Al Almirón, Michael Owen, Michael Correct. Owen, and Alan Correct. Shearer. Correct. Oh. Which is ridiculous. There's no messing about is the name. It's ridiculous. You know I mean? Alan Shearer is still in the top. That was three a world record, record signing,
2: by the way. In 1996, that was a world. That was that was a world record. What was that for? It's Fifteen million.
3: Fifteen for Shearer.
2: Yeah, it broke. I think it was Lentini was the record holder at the time. And, uh, and when we sign Shearer we, yeah, we'll we'll write imagine you're doing that now you and can
3: get someone who sat, sits next to Phil in the office I've never heard the end of that either <laughs> you,
0: you can get one and three quarter Fabian Delves for that
1: money <laughs> right let's crack on let's talk about Tottenham because it's another big name signing potentially in the offing apparently Tottenham have approached Juventus about the signing of Paolo Di mm. who is the least Spursy signing of all time because it would cost him probably Around 80, 90 million quid. Spurs Mm. fans have been left kind of a little bit disbelieving, suggesting foul play. (laughs) Basically, just going, we're never signing him. Do we think there's any truth in this? I mean, bear in mind that approaching a club to sign a player is very different to giving a club
0: money to sign a player. Um, I did look into this when the season ended. Uh, There were a few reports that came out about um, if Paul Pogba leaves Manchester United um, to go to Juventus, Dybala would definitely leave. Uh, Real Madrid were keen on, on, on bringing him in at one point, apparently. I think it's because ever since Cristiano Ronaldo rocked up in Turin, Paolo Di has not been the main man he had a shock last he season he's been you he had a shock he scored like five, 11 five, goals yeah, or something yeah. like no, that actually, Ten, yeah. five
2: goals Joe Linton's just been absolutely savage for getting <laughs> five 11 goals, goals. so the, I'm not see, having that
1: season
0: before got 26 though yeah. oh, he's Which is the, player. So he's this is he's player he, he,
3: pre-Ronaldo though wasn't he,
1: it this is what
0: I'm talking about Ronaldo comes in and he is the main man it doesn't matter Ronaldo could be 45 and still playing football and he could come into a club and he would still be the main man he's just he's built that prowess and that character around him Dybala in in that sense has kind of been Uh, left on the shelf a little bit Mm. and I think he feels maybe displaced slightly and he's not the number one guy and I think maybe people talk about football being a team game but players do have egos and players do want to be that star man they do want to be the player that scores a goal in a cup final or scores 20 goals a season and the one that everyone's talking about that's what you want to be Um, Paolo Di hasn't been that this season for Juventus they've made some interesting signings also midfield wise they've brought in uh, Rabiot as well I know they're not similar players but they've got a lot of midfield players now Uh, Aaron Aaron Ramsey's gone in there Mm. so sorry I'm not so sure. He
1: wants to keep him. Sorry, he's already earlier this week was saying he sees him playing in a false nine position. I would want to keep him because
0: he's absolutely class, as we've just discussed. But I mean, for for Spurs to sign him, that is out of the blue for me. Mm. Completely out of the blue. But I find it really interesting if you know if Spurs aren't in a financial position to sign Gareth Bale why are they going to sign Paolo De Bala for 80 million pounds he's probably on at least 250 grand a yeah, week he's going to at go over least 300 he's a so I he's don't, on grand a week I'm sure it'll be more though if he goes to Spurs oh, it will yeah. be at least 200 at I least think, well I mean are so, they going to
2: they're, they're not going to buy him and Giovanni Lo are they No so it's probably one or the other um but I mean I think he's I, I think he's quality I think you could play him in their system quite easily with a you know a slight tweak maybe um, I think
1: Los Celso is about signing sign him for him
0: Dabala's quality some, he? He? Yeah. some Spurs so fans He's are suggesting so that the
1: Dybala interest is purely to get the Los transfer over the line to say to Rio Betis we're looking somewhere else now so if you yeah. want or our is, 60 million or is, quid a... they have only,
0: uh, only just signed for Betis on a permanent deal so that would be a bit wild if he did leave Betis and go straight to Spurs it's not out of the question by any means but I think Spurs are really close to announcing Ryan sessignon from mm. Fulham, they? I think so. I think so. I think. Oh, that's, I think. I think I they're going to bring in Sessignon they've from done Fulham well, there because if they um, bought him last year, it cost double what he's going to. Yes. Yeah, so today. I mean, obviously Fulham have gone down, haven't they? So he's probably they've probably got a cut price on him. Yeah. Um, but he'll he'll play obviously down the left hand oh, side. It's good um, that. So you know if they do bring in some players, Poch has got his eyes on on some really good young talent there, which is what he's good at bringing the young players through, making them into class top performing players. That's what Maurizio Pochettino does. Um, so lacelzo Cessignon, or one of lacelzo uh, and Dybala and Sessignon, I think that is a strong weaker business for Spurs in all mm. fairness. Either comes in,
1: that's the end for Christian Eriksen, isn't it? Surely one of them coming in means Eriksen's allowed to go. And as you say, Phil, lacelzo makes more sense as an Eriksen replacement than Dybala does.
2: Mm. Yeah, he does. But I don't see why Spurs can't sign both if you're saying that Lo Celso's your agent, is a Financial fair play. <laughs> well, financial fair play wouldn't stop them because they haven't bought a player for two years. Yeah, they've got bucks. So they've, they've got a bit of cash to burn now. They had obviously a good run of the Champions yeah. League yeah. last year.
1: Yeah, Don't pay anyone more than a fiver in wages. Yeah, <laughs> so, sort of. <laughs> I
2: mean, but do we not, you know, might they consider a bid for someone buying Harry Kane?
3: I think the challenge that Harry Kane's got, is getting through a medical. Yeah. <laughs> and in, all, so. in all seriousness, Harry Kane's never really made a full recovery from that Columbia match in the World Cup, as he were. He had mm. the absolute shit kicked out of him. Mm. And we talked about it on a podcast the other day, but, and, you know, he's had a couple more surgeries yeah. and stuff like that. So
0: on ankles, I like to call him.
3: I didn't say that. <laughs> I that don't. was you to say <laughs> that. And, you know, so if there's any Tottenham fans but- listening, I didn't say that. <laughs>
2: but is it, you know, if you sell him, what would you get for Kane now?
0: You get over £100 million. Yeah. Per oh, yeah. And then, Even with the uh, injury 120 problems, 130 it's, yeah. it's the
2: sort of oft-repeated sort of media mantra, isn't it, that Spurs look a better side with Kane not in the side yeah. because they're a little bit more fluid. I'm not necessarily saying I agree with it, but that's what a lot of people do say. With Sun up front, they've got a little bit more pace, they've got a bit more fluidity, they're all interchangeable and things like that. So does Pochettino go, right, for my next evolution, I sacrifice Kane or I sacrifice someone. To, to to take us forward to the next level. The person that Spurs should be considering flogging is Delhi Alley.
0: Yeah, he he wasn't yeah. great now last for two season.
2: years.
3: Yeah, mm. yeah. I he
1: agree. had a great I game agree. the other night against a team of 100 schoolboys. <laughs> he was nutmegging. I mean, they were about six, but it was, he was, he was, he was <laughs> yeah, all It still over looked him. good. He looked brilliant. Um, so, with Dumbala coming, you kind of touched on it then. They've got Son as a player who the fans seem to love, does a job every time he comes on. He's not going to want to be third, fourth, he no, won't be He I'm was saying. too good last season. I love good. him. I think he, he is, is an brilliant. awesome player. You got
0: Dabala in You got Harry Kane in. Then, well, they need strikers. Son's never going to get a game. Go. Uh, has gone. Play one up from has gone because he was out of contract. They're thinking about bringing him back. Whether that's on reduced terms, we're not so sure. But Jurante, for the time being, is not at Spurs. Also, Yansen's just been sold to it's a Mexican a monster, club. Yeah, so he's gone. So they haven't got any strikers. So they need, they need forward players. They need attacking players. Now, mm. if Poch does bring in Dybala or lacelso maybe he does consider Son and Lucas Moura as striking options, along with Harry Kane. Mm. And maybe they do play in that role up front. Maybe that's a shift that Pochettino's thinking of. Mm. And perhaps because he's seen them do it before, Son's played up front last season to great effect. He can win your games, Son. He's just Definitely. got something about him. And he Definitely. keeps going for 90 minutes. Mm. He, he doesn't does. tire. He just yeah. keeps going. Lucas Moura we've seen in in flashes can be magic Hmm. score a hat trick and the next game you might not get a touch of the ball that's just the way he plays but to be perfectly honest I think Potch Is probably thought about maybe putting those players up front because they've proved that they can do it in the absence of Harry Kane last season. So along with Kane, maybe that's his three striking options: Mm. Kane, Son, and Mora. And maybe he's just playing. uh, You know, he's being a little bit Mm. wise and a little bit shrewd here, but bringing in LaCelso and or Dybala. So it's an interesting conundrum. I still think maybe they need a conventional striker uh, like a Iuente just for a different option. Yeah, you know, someone Yurente He doesn't score twenty goals a season, but he can hold the ball up and he brings other people into play. And I think he was vastly. Underrated at Tottenham, to be mm. honest, per- personally. That's just me. I, I quite like that style of striker, anyway. But I, I think there's a chance of that. Either mm. way,
1: we're certainly seeing a brave new Spurs that we don't recognise. Sixty-three million quid on 80 he's a eighty million a quid fan. on a new striker. Where's the Where's the Spurs that don't sign anyone and fluff it in the final? <laughs> Where, <laughs> Where like is that I Spurs? said the other day, I think they, I think they're going to have a decent season. Tottenham, I think you know it's all there for them. Thanks very much for listening to Premier League Daily. That is it for now. Thanks, Phil. Thank you, Steve. Cheers, mate. You can find all these boys' social media handles in the podcast description. Make sure you have subscribed to this show so you never miss an episode. And during the season, they will be out every single day of the season. It's the fastest way to keep up with the news on your club. We'll see you next time on Premier League Daily from Sports Social.
2: Premier League Daily from Sports Social. (laughs) Subscribe to the podcast now and never miss an episode.
0: The Manchester Football Social is evolving
1: You'll still be able to get all the latest opinions and news on Manchester United and City But now as part of a daily Premier League podcast
0: All the big stories, gossip, laughs and highlights from the biggest league in the world Discussed by real passionate football fans And no footballing dinosaurs. You can join the evolution by searching Sports Social wherever you find your podcasts and hitting subscribe. And now find us on your Amazon smart speaker. Just say, Alexa, enable Sports Social for daily news updates on your team. Sports Social,
1: a voice for fans.